heart that we would come into such divine fellowship and communion with you, Lord. It's the cry of our hearts, Lord, that we would come and encounter you. And so, Lord, we turn our attention to encounter you week after week. God, we don't want a program. We don't want a good, easy time, Lord. We want an encounter with the living God. So, Lord, I pray that, that there be freedom in this place tonight. God, if we feel that we need to be on our knees, like last week, all of us, Lord, this room filled with people on their knees crying out, Lord, I just pray that you do that. And, God, if people need to yell out a, a shout of joy, Lord, I pray that we'd praise you with the joy of our own salvation. Lord, restore unto us, God, that joy. We're excited, God what you're going to do here tonight, Lord, what you're doing in us. And so we just commit our hearts to you, Lord, have your way in us. Have your way in our hearts and our minds. And we just take every little distraction that we walked in with and just say no for a moment, that we would be focused on you, focused on your presence, Lord, and focused in on what it really means to commune with the living God. God, you sent your son Jesus to die on the cross not just simply that we would have easy Christian lives that are covered with grace, but that we would have intimate fellowship with the Son. That the veil that once protected the Holy of Holies has been cut and ripped down from end to end, and we have full access to you, Jesus. And so we just celebrate, God, that access that was given to us. And so we just come before you, Lord, asking that you would draw us in to the Holy of Holies. We just surrender ourselves to you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we give the band a hand of thanks? Thank you, guys. These guys are rad. Cool, we got a special treat for tonight. I want to welcome up Stephanie. She is going to give us the word and talk about intimacy. Give her a hand as she comes. Hi, I'm Stephanie, for any of you that don't know me. And um, I have been a part of this community for... A little over two years now. I'm from Colorado, and um, I came out here to do an internship with the outreach department here at Capitol, and in the middle of that, um, came to what was then Identic, and I uh, met Eric and Camille, and just felt very strongly the moment that I walked in the door that I was called to be here, and it was like um, one of those, I grew up in the church, and it was one of the few times in my life where it was, like, really crystal clear, like, you're supposed to be here. And at that point, I was still, like, deciding whether or not I had made the right decision to move to uh, Sacramento. But um, even in questioning that, I knew when I walked in the door um, that night that I was supposed to be here. So, anyways, all that to say that I have been praying for you guys for two years in ways that you don't even thoroughly understand, and um, so anyways, I just want to just express to you how excited I am to share what God's put on my heart, because I um, just see the direction that God is taking us, and I'm so stoked about it, so um, I want to get a read on who was not here last week. Raise your hand. So... Okay, so quite a few of us. Well, if you weren't here last week, what happened was um, we set up the room like it is now, and we had a big cross in the middle. And basically, God has kind of brought us as a leadership team to a place in the last few weeks where we have decided that we cannot go on with life as it is now. 
that that life is not satisfying and that, that just church as usual and showing up to, you know, a nice little program with some music and, you know, some fun activities, like, that that's just not enough. And, um, I, and, and just, I guess, a testimony in my personal life, I feel like I'm at a place where I'm tired of being complacent, I'm tired of the apathy, I'm tired of just living my average little Christian life, and I'm ready for something more. And um, that's pretty much what God did in our lives last week. And in, in Epic Life, we opened up the microphone for anybody that wanted to um, just declare to God what they needed from Him, and it was really awesome. And we had people just in tears. We had people on their knees. Like, it was a really intimate encounter with God. And, um, and so I'm just so excited for uh, what God's doing. And... Um, and so that brings us to tonight, and um, I'm talking about intimacy with God, and that phrase is one of those things where it's just kind of like, what the heck does that even mean? You know, I, like I said, I grew up in the church, and I've heard that phrase my whole life. Like, I've always heard, like, you know, you should be intimate with God, and I'd, like, see these girls that were a little bit older than me, and they'd be all, like, you know, swooning in worship, and I'd be like, I don't even know what that's about, you know? And so, um... I, it, for me, it took, you know, a lot of years to break that down and figure out what does it mean to be intimate with God. And um, so I want to just kind of tell you my, my testimony tonight with that. And um, um, I don't have, like, a crazy testimony with, you know, all the drugs I used to do or, you know— whatever, all the guys I used to sleep with, like, that's just not my background, and so sometimes, like, you know, for those of us that are like that, it seems intimidating to share, your, you know, where you're at, because it's like, oh, well, I have nothing good to say, but the reality is that um, just the, the path that God has taken me in intimacy with Him, that that is a powerful testimony, and I've had to come to a place where I actually recognize that. Um, so, I just want to define intimacy for you. The definition is a close, familiar, affectionate, loving, personal relationship. It's detailed knowledge and a deep understanding of. So, basically, intimacy with God just means to be close to Him. And um, when we're hungry for God and when we're willing for Him to move in our lives and we take the time, that's, those are all um, things that we have in our life because we're intimate with him. And um, just a basic um, just explanation of what it means to be intimate with God is that you speak to him, and he speaks to you, and, and you exchange meaningful words. And um, it means that you're thanking Him and praising Him and acknowledging Him and He's comforting you and lifting you up and all these different things. And so sometimes that word, like, intimate with God can seem really scary and, like, weird, but um, it's, it's a lot more basic than we realize. Um, and intimacy also, like, spiritual intimacy is going to be different for everybody. And so this is, this is the foundations of my intimacy with God and I want to share that with you and you guys knowing that it's going to look different for you and God is going to speak to you in your own way, but that this is what I've 
learned about him. Um, so God is multifaceted. His personality, his love, it's, it's multifaceted. There's all kinds of different dynamics to who he is. And he's given us earthly relationships that are uh, representations of those facets. So um, we have parents, we have friends, we have kids, we have spouses, we have, you know, all these different God-designed relationships, and those are representations of who he is. We have fathers because God is a father. We have lovers because God is a lover. We have friends because God is a friend. And um, all of those are different forms of intimacy. And um, every God-given form of intimacy is an earthly method of explanation for a spiritual reality. So every uh, relationship that he has orchestrated, every, every um, relationship that he's designed is meant to be an explanation for that part of himself. But even though like all of those things are representations, the sad truth is that a lot of them are twisted and that we do live in a world that's not perfect and um, sometimes they're bad representations. So when I'm talking about um, just those, those being representations, I mean the way that they're meant to be and the way that, that God designed them. None of the relationships that we have on this earth can substitute for a relationship with God. And none of the intimacy that we can encounter in the physical realm can substitute for um, intimacy spiritually with God. And this is kind of where we finally come to as a group. It's like we have tried all of these other things, you know, wh wh whether it's as individuals trying different relationships or you know, just money or whatever it is. It's like there's this place that God has designed in each one of us where it's like that place can only be filled by God and nothing else can take that place. And so when, when we talk about getting to a place where, um, where we don't want to move forward unless we encounter him, it's because we've tried everything else and it's not satisfying. There are no substitutions for intimacy with God. Everything else that, that we, all the other forms of intimacy that we have here on earth, they only satisfy temporarily, but God satisfies eternally. I want to read from um, Isaiah 55, 1 through 2, and um, this to me is one of just my, it, it is my absolute favorite verse, um, and it's just a core of who I am. It says, come, all you who are thirsty, come to the waters, and you who have no money, come, buy, and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why spend money on what is not bread and your labor on what does not satisfy? Listen to me and eat what is good and your soul will delight in the richest affair. That, that line where it says, listen to me and eat what is good. We eat with our ears in the kingdom of heaven. 
So the way that we eat, the way that we are satisfied is by hearing God's voice. And this verse to me has been absolutely pivotal, and I have written all over my Bible, nothing else satisfies, nothing else satisfies. And um, um, to go along with that, I want to read Revelation 3, 17 and 18. And um, I feel like this is where a lot of us are. We've, we've been um, just kind of walking around in life, thinking everything's okay, when um, really it's we're, we're doing things that aren't valuable in the kingdom of heaven. It says, you say I am rich. I have everything I want. I don't need a thing. But you don't realize that you are wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. So I advise you to buy gold from me, gold that has been purified by fire, and then you will be rich. Everything that we can gain from earthly forms of intimacy it's only temporary, and even though we're going to enter into these marriages that, you know, are going to last our whole lives, and there's, there might be friends that we have our whole lives, every form of intimacy that we have will end at the end of our life, whether that's money or the relationships or whatever it is, it's going to end at the end of our life, but only the kingdom of God is permanent. Um, so that, that brings me to really the the hard question for me and um so you know we talk a lot about in church about how like there's this hole that only god can fill so we get that right so the next question is can intimacy with god be a substitute for the intimacy that's lacking in my earthly relationships so we have these earthly relationships that god's given us to be a representation of who he is right but a lot of the times there's intimacy that's lacking in them and you know that could be um you know we talked about the parents and um the kids and all this different kind of stuff earlier like there's so many people in our generation and in our world that are fatherless and it's like even when you get to a place to where you're intimate with god it's still like well i still wish i had a dad in my life and um you know, for me, I'm at a place to where I feel like I'm, I have an intimate relationship with God. I have a strong relationship with God, and I'm confident in that, but that doesn't erase the fact that I still have desires in the physical realm, and so the, the question is, can our physical desires be satisfied by a spiritual encounter, and this is a really tough question, um, and I especially want to just, like, pause here and speak to all the single people in the room. And, you know, I'm speaking from a place where most of us are in this room. Most of us in this room are not engaged or married. And, you know, we're all walking around with our high hopes of this wonderful person that's going to come into our life one day, and we just can't wait for it to get here and, and all that different kind of stuff. And, you know, I'm not any different from you guys like I that's something I look forward to I want to be married I can't wait to have kids like all these different things like that that's a strong desire in my life however while I anticipate the day that I'm going to get to enter into that I'm content with being single and and I know that you know sometimes we say that 
and it's, you know, we're just trying to convince ourselves of it because we're not really. But I just, I guess I've gotten to this place where I'm honestly content with being single because I feel like there's so much intimacy to be unlocked between God and I that I'm not ready to move on to try to doing that with another person, you know? And, and there is so much to unlock. And, and so I just wanted to throw that in there to all you single people that you don't have to walk around just desperate to meet that person because God has so much for you and it's absolutely vital that we establish that before getting into a marriage. Um, so, let's see, back to, can our physical desires be satisfied by a spiritual encounter? As far as I have experienced, a spiritual encounter can, it can't satisfy a physical desire in a physical way. However, when we encounter the author of that desire, he has this supernatural, unexplainable way of sustaining us in our need. And even if circumstances don't change, he brings us to a deeper place of understanding and satisfaction to where we can actually make it a little bit longer without having to satisfy that need. It, it's, it's when he takes our focus and he takes it off of the desire. He takes it off of what we want so badly and he puts our our eyes on the treasures of heaven, the things that will last. And and like I said, you know, I'm not uh, some person that's walking around with like no desire to be married, and you know, I'm just gonna be single my whole life. No, like that's a that's a daily thing that I have to surrender to. You know, like that's I I, I want to have somebody in my life, but but rather than focusing on that, I I am totally content with being patient, setting that aside. And setting my eyes on heaven and saying, okay, God, I am ready. Whenever you want to reveal yourself to me, do it. You know, there's no better time in, in my life to do that because I don't have to worry about anybody else at the moment. So how do we get intimacy with God? The first step is you have to want it. And... I know that there are probably people in this room that don't quite want it yet. You might be sitting there and you might be wondering all these different things about God. And, um, and that's totally fine. Because right before wanting it comes wanting to want it. And, um, and that's, like, that's, that's a place that probably a lot of us are in. And that apathy that we kind of get stuck in and the com complacency that we tend to get stuck in real deep down in there is like this want to want it. And, and so that's step one. The next is to be vulnerable and open up. You have to put yourself out there a little bit. When you get into the Epic Life service and, you know, things are all changed up and it's not the normal uh, agenda for the evening, you got to kind of loosen up and let God shake things up a little bit. The next thing is that it's totally fine to tell God what your impressions of him are. You know, so often we have, um, like, these questions about who God is, and we have a question, and then we just kind of stop there, and we conclude that, you know, that must be the truth. So, for an example, 
it would be like, um, you know, maybe here speaking to people in this room who maybe you believed in God at one point and now you're questioning whether or not he's real. There's nothing wrong with questioning that. Just don't stop there. You know, because a lot of people are like, oh, I'm questioning that God's real, so he must not be real. You know, or we get to a place where we're questioning if he's faithful. Well, he must not be faithful if I'm questioning it, right? No, like there's nothing wrong with coming before God and saying, God, show me that you're real. Prove to me that you're faithful. Do something in me over and over and over again to prove to me that you care about me and you love me. And, and he loves to do that. It's like, you know, having, have you ever had one of those conversations with somebody that you've known for a really long time, and you talk about, like, your first impressions of them, you know, and it's like this funny conversation about, oh, I used to hate you, and then I thought you were so stuck up, and blah, 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 and then you're like, oh, no, but now I love you, and we're best friends, blah, 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 you know, it's, have one of those conversations with God, sit him down and say, you know what, God, like, I don't understand, you know, who the heck you are, because last time I checked, you really didn't care about me, you know, sit him down and tell him that, and, and in the middle of that, stop asking why you have those circumstances in your life, and start asking him who he is, because we're never going to know the whys for everything, and, and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts, his ways are higher than our ways, and we're never going to know the whys. We might, we might later down the road figure it out, but it's, it's going to be way more beneficial to us to ask who he is, not why he's allowing the things that he's allowing. So after that comes commitment time. And this is the part that kind of is rough sometimes. <laughs> but it's coming to a place in your life where you say, I am not moving forward until I encounter God that even if it costs me re my reputation, if it costs me to get up early in the morning and spend time with God, if it costs me to break up with this person that I've been dating, if it, if it, whatever it is, whatever it is for you, are you going to make sacrifices and, and make room for God to move in your life? And so just to practically talk to you guys a little bit about what intimacy in my life looks like. Um, you know, last week we came to this place and, and we came before God and we said all these things that I had just talked to you about, about, you know, I'm not moving forward until you move in my life. When we have quiet times with God, you know, we've all heard about quiet times, right? We're doing the same thing every day. We're coming before God and we're saying, God, I'm not continuing on with my day until you move in my life. And for me, some of the most intimate encounters that I've had with God, the most pivotal breakthroughs that I've experienced have been times where I've gotten alone with God and said, okay, God, I'm not leaving until I hear your voice today. And, you know, as far as hearing his voice, that's a whole other topic that we could talk about and, and practice with. But for me personally, I hear from God well when I write it down. Sometimes I um, am having trouble figuring out what he's saying, and so I just kind of have to start writing in my journal 
and then all of a sudden I will write something and I'll be like, oh, that's the, like, that's the breakthrough I've been waiting for that I just wrote without really thinking about it. And so, you know, find whatever it is for you that, um, that helps you to hear God's voice. So I want to ask you this. What lifestyle change are you willing to commit to in order to encounter more of God? What needs to happen for you to make room for him? Because if nothing else satisfies and nothing else will last after this life, then why are we spending our money on what is not bread and our labors on what does not satisfy? Why do it if it's not going to last? And, and there's, there's lots of things in this life that we do because that's the order of being on earth. Like, we have to go to work still, even though money isn't going to be taken over into, the, you know, heaven. But when, when you look at your weekly schedule and the things that you are committing yourself to, are you making a priority to have time with God? And um, we want to, like, I want to break that down for you more. We're, we're starting this series on intimacy and encountering the power of God's love. And we're going to talk more about um, just about quiet times and how to practically hear God's voice and all that kind of stuff. But tonight, I'm coming before you, and it's challenging my faith because I have just, I'm, I'm talking to you about things that you can only understand if you experience them. And, and it's nice for me to, you know, talk about it and put it into words, but really, for me, it's, it's a step of faith because I believe that after I get done talking tonight that you're going to encounter the power of God and that you're going to encounter intimacy with Him. And I really, really believe that. And, um, and as we go into worship tonight, I believe that that's what God wants to do here. And, um, um, and the band can come up too. I purposefully didn't want to talk for forever tonight because I want there to be like tons of time for us to really break down what God has for us and, um, and just give him time to work in our lives. Um, but before we do that, I want to speak to the people here who are hurting so badly right now that you don't feel like you can possibly open up to another form of intimacy. Like, the, just the thought of having to, like, feel something and, and thought of opening yourself up to intimacy, that that is too much to bear, and I, I, I want to just declare into this place tonight that God's power is so great, and, and his love and presence is so awesome that it can come in, and that it can heal the deepest places in our souls, that, that just by being in the same room with his presence, that he can do something mighty and powerful in us. And, and I believe that when we come and worship to him tonight and, and, we, and his love just comes down and his presence comes down in this room, that 
he will heal us inside and out, even if we don't have the strength to put it into words. And so um, just tonight, as we go into worship, I want you to evaluate what changes do I need to make in my life to encounter God more? And also, what do I need to do to change about the way that I worship? Because sometimes when we enter into worship, there's all these walls, and it's like, oh, well, you know, I'm going to stay in my seat, and I don't want to move, and, you know, I don't know, whatever it is, like, whatever it is about your worship that might be holding you back from encountering more of God, I want to encourage you to just step beyond that. So if you guys just want to stand with me as we enter into worship, and I'm going to pray. God, I just pray right now that we would take our eyes off of the problem, that we take our eyes off of our desires, and that we would place them on Jesus. Father, I just pray right now that each person in this place would come to you with the same question that we would ask you can a spiritual encounter satisfy my physical desires can an, can an encounter with God intimacy with God satisfy my physical desires Lord, I just pray for the people here that just don't even know how to open themselves up to anybody. And I just pray, God, that you would work in them right now. Holy Spirit, I just declare that I can't do anything or say anything that will help these people to encounter intimacy with you. And so I just declare right now that I am so dependent on your Holy Spirit showing up and doing a work in this place that we as a group, God, we are so dependent on you being here. So we just cry out to you right now, God, to show up, to work in a mighty way that you would move in power in this place. In Jesus' name. And, you know, this, this whole space is always open to you. If you feel like you need to just come and kneel before God, then do it. I would encourage you to get to a place in the room where you can shut everything else out and just cry out to Him for those things that you need. And, and I would just encourage you again, to come before him and to just take your eyes off the problem, take your eyes off of the circumstances and set them on God and give him a chance to move in your life. So we just pray right now, God, that you would do that in Jesus' name. <laughs>